All right, and welcome to a live edition of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me this evening, Alex Hatch and her sister, which I didn't catch her name, Barbara. There she is. How are you going, guys? <laughs> yep. Hey, Eric, how are no, you? Uh, doing, doing well. Just doing fabulous. Doing fabulous. Nice. Awesome. So, uh, glad you I were able to uh, come on. I didn't realize you were going to go live with this. Uh, I just decided last moment just to do it. So. <laughs> All right. Cool. I love it. I've, I've had uh, marginal success with going live before, so just figured I'd try it again. So, so where, what platforms is it going live on? Uh, just YouTube right now. So, okay. Or cool. them tube as right uh, Corbett likes to call it. Them tube. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so Barbara, I haven't been introduced to you. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm the, uh, the other uh, host of um, parenting trap. And I'm not much on Twitter. She's my sister. So I am Alex's sister. That's correct. <laughs> yep. And I, I'm not as active on the social media as Alex is. I, 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 I avoid. You don't it. have as much time. <laughs> sure. She yeah. has like a I, one-year-old and a three-year-old. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, good. It's a bad habit to break. So. Uh, oh, Cam Harless coming in here, butter in my biscuit already. So uh, we got this one. Rebel with a cause, more like cutie with a cause. Thanks, honey britches. <laughs> Where do you see the chat? Uh, on the side of StreamYard, it, it should be there. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. All right. Awesome. Hi, Cam. It, yeah. Good old Cam. Cam's the uh, Cam's buddy around here. So. <laughs> We we like to we like to mess with Cam because he let uh, old Samwise Gamgee uh, borrow his motorcycle and uh, Gamgee uh, brought uh, dropped it. Good old Sean Aston. So fuck Sean oh. Aston. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Was that code for something, or did someone literally drop a motorcycle? Yeah, yeah Sean like, Aston, the guy who played like, Sam Gamgee in the uh, Lord of the Rings, dropped his motorcycle and then uh, tried to pretend, <laughs> <laughs> then tried to pretend like he didn't drop it. Uh oh, <laughs> I didn't see that. Okay. Okay, I'm a little bit slow, so sometimes I'll ask for explanations. <laughs> That's okay. I can talk slow, Jenny. <laughs> so uh, you guys have a parenting podcast and YouTube channel and everything. I, I think I was like looking at some clips earlier. So uh, yeah. why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about that? Okay. We have a podcast uh, called Parenting Trap and YouTube Trap Channel parenting trap and we talk about respectful parenting. So Barbara and I have a very radical nice. philosophy about um, parenting. Actually, I think both of us, but uh, definitely me, I'm very radical in almost all aspects of life and all my philosophy and it just uh, bled over into parenting. And so like in our philosophy, we don't believe in any punishments or rewards and we believe in treating people with respect and recognizing where their limitations are and kind of meeting where, them where they're at. So meeting children where they're at and recognizing that their brains are not developed enough to right. be rational and figuring out how to, how to deal with that respectfully. Uh, I totally understand that. I do the same thing in my house, although uh, there are times where I have to recognize that uh, old daddy is about to start yelling at the top of his lungs and you know, <laughs> I have to uh, yeah. like check myself sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig because the uh, automatic uh, thing that happens in the in the back of your mind is, you know, if I spank this kid, they'll shut up. Right. But that never works forever. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, yeah. it makes it worse. Um and the yelling and the you getting to the breaking point is a good signal that 
there's something else you could have done earlier on to prevent that from happening. And so right. what we like to say is, hey, recognize that and use that as a moment to go like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to learn, not to teach my child a lesson, but for me to learn from this experience and figure out how to better set them up for success and myself up for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a long, tough road. I've, I've got two kids that I've adopted out of uh, foster care and everything. So they're, they're own special issues anyways. Uh, and so, uh, you know, with my son, he likes to, you know, he likes to, you know, poke and prod and he knows where my buttons are and he likes to push them and everything else. And then, you know, sometimes I'll they'll just have to call it out. I was like, why are you button pushing right now? You know, you, this isn't going to end the way you want it to, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're not going to get an extra hour of uh, TV time. If you just keep doing this, I'm just going to end up getting mad and we're both going to get mad at each other. So why even do this? You know? Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, our children, they get frustrated so easily and we're the ones that they tend to take it out on and they know what our right. buttons are for sure. I mean, they know yes. us better than we but, do sometimes, but, we, but it's so, it's also um, like we're, we're really all they have. So, and they don't get to choose. Like, yeah, I think you said that um, once and I think it's a good point. They don't get to choose to like, they're, they're kind of stuck with us, you know? Uh, they're living in our home and, and we're kind of like their roommates. And But oh, hold on. <laughs> Did you just say that you adopted your kids? Yeah. That makes that it is, particularly yeah, difficult so because tricky. what happens is, is then you're dealing with a child who already has abandonment issues. So I think even biological children are going to test boundaries, Yeah. but um, um, kids that have abandonment issues are going to test them even more. So it's, it's so much harder. That's amazing yeah. that you're doing that. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, my son was uh was six when we adopted him. So he had already been through eight different placements by the time we oh got him. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that must be and so hard. That one was rough. And my daughter, we got her like two months after she left the hospital. So she was oh. born drug exposed. So there was like all different other kinds oh. of stuff going on with that as well. She oh. knows that she's got daddy wrapped around her little finger sometimes. And sometimes it's like, uh, <laughs> you oh. know, it's like. It's like, oh, God, I got to recognize that she's manipulating me already. (laughs) No, don't think that. Don't think that. That is actually like a negative connotation for a child's behavior. So I would say anytime you think that my child is manipulating me is a good indication that there's something else going on. They're trying to communicate something to you. And we should look at that in the most positive light or at least neutral light as possible and figure out what the root cause is. Because once we like... Once we like put a negative connotation on it, then our reaction becomes more authoritarian. Yeah. Like it becomes less empathetic. Also, when we know that we can do something, like if we know we could do something that's going to help us get what we want, we're going to do that. So you know what? Right. It's like natural. It's totally like she's natural. Just learning like, how cause and effect of the yeah, world. Yeah. She's like, oh, when I do this, I get what I, I, want. Get what I want. So it's like you that's, can't falter for yeah. fucking learning. And you know, right? young young kids are super impulsive and they want things all the time and they don't realize that what they want can sometimes have these other effects on other people. So, um, you know, they're going to have no ill intention. It's just that they're like, great, I can get what I want this way. And they're going to keep doing that yes. <laughs> if yeah. they can yeah. successfully. <laughs> I noticed yeah, nice. um, gar- uh, Garbage Mean uh, said, love y'all. Hi. Oh, and Masha's there. Hi. Yep. <laughs> cool. He's got the Randy Savage thing going on. So, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Masha, you know, I have to say Dobre uh, Vichar, Masha. So, Do you speak Russian? I am trying to learn, so I probably sound like a little child when I when I say it. So, <laughs> what, what is sparking that curiosity? Like, why are you deciding to learn Russian now? 
oh god it's it you know you download the duolingo app and then uh, you just start going to town on it and it was like oh they got russian and i'll start learning russian you know That's awesome. arabic why not <laughs> i want to do spanish but only because i have like some experience with spanish yeah spanish. yeah spanish was the first thing i learned uh unfortunately nice. i learned a whole bunch of dirty street spanish you know growing up in uh, south houston so <laughs> it's, it's like all the cuss words and everything and uh yeah you had to get real intent when you when you were hearing your uh, spanish buddies starting to talk and if they mentioned the word madre you had to you had to really listen in close it's like oh they're talking about my mama <laughs> oh no yeah oh, that makes sense <laughs> no nah, so it's just like one of those things let's just pick up a hobby and start doing it but i have fun with it sometimes sometimes it gets really fun when a four-year-old starts watching videos on the uh, on youtube and half of them are in Russian, so I'm like listening. <laughs> oh like, wow! Yeah, she like watches this one called Nastia, and I am fairly certain that she is just the meal ticket for Uncle. So <laughs> it's just kind of kind of weird. Some of those uh, kids' videos on here are just uh, just way out of bounds. You're just like looking at it, like, oh, this is like trying to get my kid to buy a whole bunch of toys that she doesn't need. <laughs> oh my god those yeah. youtube videos are awful mm -hmm. they're so bad yeah. and what's funny is they've gotten better when my kids were younger that seriously um i could not leave them with youtube and the kid filter on because the way that the algorithm worked was it only like filtered something inappropriate if enough people flagged it and for yeah. some reason like there were a bunch of trolls who thought it would be hilarious to put like pornography and shit on children's mm -hmm. programming so the like thumbnail would look like spider-man or like elsa from frozen and you click on it and it would be something super inappropriate so right. um so yeah i mean i love the fact that like so many people can um create content now and reach lots of people but it's pretty disgusting what has happened in that space yeah there for a little while it was uh We've got like this crappy animation with Elsa and, and like most of the things she's running around and then all of a sudden she falls down and breaks her head open. And you're like, oh. why is this even here? You know, that's so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. yeah They're just kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was one time my kid. And so this is just a difference in like the times that we live in right now, because one day my kid was like, I want to watch a video about ponies and apples. And I was like, I don't even know if that exists, but whatever, I'll look it up. And you can just type in ponies with apples on YouTube and something came up and it looked innocent enough. And so I clicked on it and it was my little pony, like there's an apple pony. Yeah. And it was like him saying like, fuck these apples, I need fucking apples. Like it was just saying like fucking apples like so many times. And I was like, oh shit. And I turned it off. <laughs> but it's just interesting that like whatever pops into their brain as something they want to see probably exists already mm -hmm. oh wow yeah. that's so bizarre isn't that scary uh, yeah so we got a question here from masha uh question for alex and barbara what's the biggest lesson from respectful respectful parenting that you've taken to your adult relationships that's that's a that's a really good one actually yeah that is a great one i would say um for me it was empathy like being able to communicate with empathy. So kind of empathizing with the other person first and working hard to recognize when I'm triggered. So if I'm like, okay, I'm triggered by this. And if I respond in a triggered way, then they'll be triggered back and it will end in a fight. So yeah. if, if I feel emotion, I'm like, okay, well, I'm triggered. I need to take a break break or I'm, I'm kind of good at it now that I can say like, okay, I'm triggered, but um, I can breathe through it. Hey, 
I'm triggered right now, but I can see that you're asking this because you're worried about me or because you're worried about this, something like that. So you empathize with the other person's position. And that's super hard to do when you feel like you're being attacked. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And similarly, I think one of the things that, um, that, that we say a lot with kids is um, children do well when they can. And that doesn't just extend to children alone. Like we all do well when we can. So when um, other people are, are doing things that I think might be, you, you know, strangers or even friends, but you go in and they're like, wow, that person was really rude. And where in the past you might be like, ah, you know, screw that person. Um, now I, I'm kind of more like, well, I don't know what their day is looking like. Maybe they cut me off because, you know, they're trying to get to the hospital or maybe, um, they're having a really bad day too. So I try and like, same thing, it's empathy. It's you trying, you're trying to realize that they're doing well when they can, but we all have our hard days and we make mistakes and we, um, do things that we're not too proud of at times. And I yeah. think we all deserve some grace and forgiveness when that happens. Yep. True. Yeah. The, uh, the ratchet effect. I think is what we're looking for there. So when you start uh, getting a little aggro yourself and then you notice that the, uh, the kids and your significant other are starting to get aggro right back and yeah. they we're all playing this little game of <laughs> who's going to try yeah. and top the other. And then it can just, you know, boil over eventually. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's so never true. a fun day in the house when that happens. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, it's it harder. And it it's so it hard and it's really hard because I feel like a lot of parents do that and then they, use the kids as a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be better if we recognize that it's actually us, <laughs> right? We have control over our own emotions. We're the only people we have control over. We don't have control over anyone else. So if we start taking responsibility for ourselves, then we can start actually making change to make things better. But if we start blaming something on someone else, then we're just making the problem worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a tough thing because, you know, every day is going to be a little bit different from the previous day. And some days you think you got it licked and then the next day it's going to, you're going to get blindsided by something. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, okay, I need to take a moment. Let me chill for a second and we'll come back in and try to handle this situation again. So yeah, it's, it, it's a tough job. I, I you know, it, parenting is not for everybody. That's, that's definitely true. So it's very hard. It's yeah. so hard, but it's like an amazing it's such an amazing, amazing experience. We weren't mm -hmm. raised in this way. And um, I mean, it changed my life. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I kind of wish it had happened to me sooner because then I would have like gotten more responsible sooner. Oh yeah. I kind of fear though, that if I, if I had started parenting sooner, I wouldn't have necessarily put the time and effort into finding respectful parenting. Um, like I, I care. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe a 10 years ago myself would have, done more to try and research that, but I'm not sure. I don't think I, don't I was know. necessarily mature enough myself to recognize that I might be making these big mistakes and try and look for alternative ways to sort of help myself and my children. So I disagree with you there because yeah. <laughs> I, um, we were raised in a very authoritarian, authoritarian household where our, our parents spanked us. Um, yeah. And we were expected to like be seen and not heard and follow the rules, all that shit. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I had my baby, I remember thinking like I was pregnant and I remember being like, okay, so like, when do I start implementing punishment? Cause everyone's <laughs> like, oh, you can't punish a baby, right? Like a, 
Like a three month old doesn't know when it does this, like it's hitting you and that's wrong. I mean, there are actually people out there who say that you oh. should like hurt babies yes, like, physically. Yes, yes. I've, which I've is read, disgusting. It's I've horrible. read horrible, that. horrible stories of that. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so my thing was like, okay, well then when does it start? So if it doesn't start a baby, when does it start? And no one could give me a good answer. There was no clear answer. It was just like, oh, you'll know, you'll know. Yeah. And for me, I need something more objective. Like that doesn't work for me. So yeah, unfortunately, so, yeah. they don't come with an instruction manual, you know, <laughs> they don't. And and so the only reason I found this philosophy was because like that resonated with me. I gave birth to my first son and I saw how innocent and like, like uh, dependent he was. And I, I realized I had this, this life, this human life depending on me for his survival. It was so big, so important. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did everything I could to do the best I, job I could to help raise him, right? Like what everyone yeah. does though. Right. And, and it was, it was social media, it was Facebook that helped me find this uh -oh. other, cause I wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. Cause normally you like go to your, your, your upbringing, friends, family, mm -hmm. right? You don't, yeah. you don't know where to look to for help. Maybe some books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. Occasionally the book will be, uh, there's some books out there that are pretty good. And then others are just, it's like, you could tell, it's like the, the person who wrote this don't, doesn't have kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, they right. don't really some know really bad advice. Or they had kids that were very easy. There's a lot of people out there that had kids that don't have special needs. And yeah. they're like, oh, you just need to do this. And it's like, no, that shit does not work <laughs> on difficult kids. It doesn't. Yeah. And I was a fucking, I was a difficult kid. My parents, our parents, my mom used to brag about the fact that I would scream so hard and throw the biggest temper tantrums and I would burst blood vessels in my eyes. I would get so mad and she would be proud of the fact that she would hold her line and spank me. And, uh, and like, I don't know, I, I still feel like I'm suffering from psychological consequences from that today. Probably. Probably are, yeah. <laughs> right. And like, I'm yeah. a very extreme person. If you know me, I'm very radical in all my views. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I can definitely uh, touch on that. I was raised with a bunch of Sicilians. So the yelling was just a, it was a, Matter of fact, that, that just happened. When the, and, and they could have been saying some of the sweetest stuff, but it's always got to be up here and we're using our hands. And yeah, <laughs> it's a little much for a, a little, you know, a little kid to take in sometimes. Yes. Uh, let's see. Respectful parenting is instilling freedom into kids. Help them learn autonomy so that they demand autonomy. That was a, uh, that was a great uh, comment there, Wyatt. What do you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, I agree entirely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> we're laughing because that's a uh, Barbara's that's husband. Definitely my husband right there. So I'm really my lucky. brother in law. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you, Wyatt. We Thank agree. You. I am lucky enough <laughs> to have somebody that that um, believes in this philosophy. A philosophy. A lot of partners, a lot of people there don't have partners that do. But um, you know, I think if you can get behind. Uh, um, valuing autonomy then you can see why it would be important to treat a child in an in a way that respects their individuality so right. i i think that that's just really really a perfect place and, to start when you think about it and it this is the radical part is it can start at birth because people don't realize that babies can communicate and babies can understand so yeah. automatically you have a newborn that just came out and you're thinking like, okay, I have to take care of this thing until it can like think for itself and rationalize and blah, 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 blah. Once you start that thought process, that's yep. not good. Don't just think the minute they come out, they understand what you're saying. 
and you treat them like they can. Mm -hmm. And they might not be able to understand what you're saying, but if you treat them like that, they'll be able to understand it sooner. And right. it's better because they will understand it before you realize they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, especially, um, you know, I remember when my daughter first came home to us, uh, you know, she was, you know, two months old at that point. Uh, the sponge has already started to soak up so much around, you know, because you see their eyes just kind of looking around and, you know, they're reaching out and touching things already. And so they're picking up all those clues that you may be dropping. You're subconsciously probably not aware of it. But, you know, once they notice that it's like, oh, if, if I cry right now when my diaper is full, the big ones come and they change the diaper and then I am dry again. All right, let's give this a try. You know, so mm -hmm. you can exactly. see putting yeah. stuff together sometimes. It's it's on a very rudimentary le level, but I mean, you can at least see the wheels spinning in there. So, oh, yeah. which is why we wouldn't say that you should ever look at a child's behavior as manipulative because it's yeah. all learning. Right. I say that like half joking, but I mean, like, the other half of that. <laughs> she'll, no, she'll, no, she'll, she's going to keep bringing it up. I'm going to keep bringing it up because you say that you're joking, but that is a very mm -hmm. common misconception that lots of people have. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. You know, I can't wait until she's 12 and really, really putting the screws to daddy. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, all she's going to do is just bat those eyelids and just say, Daddy, please. And then Daddy's going to say, oh, okay, how much is it going to cost? How much is it even that you are responsible for the relationship you're building with her right now? No, I, I totally get that. I totally all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have a girl in the house. I've accepted my mission, you know. So. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, there's too much. Oh, I've, tr there. I've triggered Alex. Now we're, now we're going to start yes, that ratcheting yeah. effect that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of this, she's going to be standing up and shouting like right into the microphone. Definitely not. Great. No. no. Okay. She'll be sitting. She'll be sitting and yelling directly into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara over there is going to keep her. It's fucking hot in here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is warm in here. It's like we're in the garage and the yeah, it doors is, open. It's it a very it tiny is. fan. A little tiny fan. Not really blowing yes. the air around too much. I'm in southern Louisiana, no. so I think I got you beat on heat. So that's true, but yes. you might be sitting in a place with air conditioning. Yeah, I don't have it on right now. You know what? Mic microphones, background noise, and everything else. I barely have a fan moving. So yeah. okay, yeah, that's okay. the same reason we don't have it on right here is because it's a little loud. So you win. Yeah. You do win. You win. You win. But you know, I understand in Louisiana it's humid, but here in California. It's not right now, but we get over a hundred. We had like a hundred and ten degree day a couple weeks yeah. ago. So I, I don't think you get one hundred and ten. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather one hundred and ten and dry. I agree. We and live like in the humidity. Humid. Yeah. We lived in the humidity yeah. for a while. Yeah, it that, one of the things I miss growing up in Nevada was just the heat. And when you started to sweat, like the heat took the sweat away, and then you were cooled off. It was it was amazing. <laughs> Wait, where did you grow up in Nevada? Oh, right outside of Reno in a little place called uh, Sun Valley, which is the largest, largest amalgamation of trailer parks in the known universe. So oh, everywhere wow. you look in Sun Valley, it's nothing but double wides and single wides. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yes. I lived in a trailer park for a while in Silicon Valley, California, because I wanted to save money and yeah. everything there is so expensive. Yeah. That still wasn't <laughs> cheap. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Even but then, it, was it was like $3.5 million. Dollars. 
<laughs> it was not that, but I do have to say after living there for how long did we live there? Let's Three, see, like two years. It, Robin, I was pregnant with Robin and we moved out when Jamie was almost five. So uh, like four or five years, almost mm -hmm. four years. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> sold it at a profit. Wow, that's good. I've heard there's nowhere else in the country where you can sell like a trailer, trailer home on a profit for at a profit. It's not it no. normally you're gonna do it for a million. loss. Yeah. Yep. Not in Silicon yeah. Valley. <laughs> nope. Nope. Out here in Louisiana, what you know, my parents had a double wide there for a long time, and when they sold it, they sold it for like uh, it's like a ten thousand dollar loss, which on a trailer is that's huge. great. No, ten thousand is it huge? That sounds like a great deal from coming from California. Is that too? That's a big loss. Oh yeah, that, no, that's a huge. That's a huge loss. The the trailer itself only costs sixty grand. So yeah, oh once God. you factor in, yeah, when you. <laughs> I'm sorry. They, like here, they started like two hundred. <laughs> so it's hard to think. No, okay. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I think I think it's just Jesus. it's time to move, Alex. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Gotta get out. Oh of my god. Team. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, my mind is blown right now. Yeah, three hundred thousand dollars down here in Louisiana would get you a McMansion and about two acres of land. So. I think three hundred thousand here can't get you a trailer. Like they've gone no. up so much since I sold that one. It couldn't even get you an outhouse. Depends on yeah. where you are in California. Now, if you went like far enough up north, uh, you'd be fine. Okay, but, maybe, but yeah. certainly, certainly not within a couple hundred miles of like the San Francisco Silicon Valley area nice. or LA. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. LA. No, forget uh, it. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. You could always try your luck in Blythe, California. You know, the asshole of the known universe, right there. So, <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of places you don't want to live in California where you could afford a place in California. Anyone can afford a place. Blythe, yeah. California is the one place you don't want to live. So Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. We'll pass. Get to make fun of Blythe, California. I have yet to, to find anybody who is going to get upset with me. Because even the people in Blythe, <laughs> California, was like, yeah, no, he's right. Yeah. What? Are you saying Black California? What are you Blythe. saying? Blythe. Blythe. Oh. Yeah. B-L-Y-T-H-E. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. First place I was exposed to a woman with hairy armpits. Oh, that's yeah. A special yeah, movie. I was like, like, oh, people are different here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> a lot of California knows like that, though. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, that was me three days ago, so. <laughs> you wouldn't have worn a tank top, I'm sure. That no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex revealing secrets here. Now she has to show yes. armpits, you know. <laughs> uh oh. There you go. That's, that's, that's a Jose Galison. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Made that joke last night. He had to show armpits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, going back to the parenting thing. I, uh, you know, anyone who's willing to try the respectful parenting or peaceful parenting, uh, you know, they're going to get my hats off because. It is so tough, especially when they're right in the middle of a fit and everything else. You know, I've seen other parents, like when I'm interacting with my children in public and everything, and I've seen some other parents is like, you just got to beat that kid. And it's like, well, that's not going to help here. <laughs> it's only going to make this problem worse. And then I've got to go home and live with it for, <laughs> for the rest of his life. So, yeah, yes. it's it, not, not going to be a good day. That's so true. And yeah. I, I, we say this all the time, too. Like, we're in it for the long game. We What we do feel like what we do makes our lives easier the older they get 
because we're not yeah. actually changing the way that we relate to them. Um, they're just maturing and we're relating to them in the same way and being empathetic about their, their differences. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, cause that was like a big thing when I was pregnant, I was like, okay, so eventually I'm going to have to punish them and reward them for behaviors and blah, blah, blah. And then when they are 18, they become an adult and then we're supposed to Allegedly. switch our yeah. brains. Right. right. <laughs> we're supposed to switch our brains and be like, now we treat them like an adult. And it made no sense. I was like, I, I didn't know how to do that. Like it just, I don't know. My brain kind of looks at things differently, I think. And so, um, yeah. Think about the details, I think in ways that other people don't. Right. So it made more sense that I build an authentic relationship with them now and then just continue the same relationship. And the, the only change is that like, they mature and I also mature because we never we stop learning too. and growing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we can just build that connection and grow over time. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said for that. Cause like my 12 year old is a lot easier to deal with now than he was when, when he was six, when I first got him, you know, because <laughs> when we first got him, he was, you know, so PTSD out. It was, uh, you know, he would literally growl and hiss at you if you were yes. saying to clean up your room and stuff. <laughs> Cause he didn't, yeah. yeah, he didn't have any other way of expressing. He was like, well, I don't want to clean my room. So let me growl at you like a little dog or something. It's, but yeah, now, I mean, he'll still fuss and everything. And it's like, well, you know, you got to clean your room. You know, the other day he was, uh, you know, just kind of sitting out in the living room. I was like, well, buddy, why don't you go to bed and in your room? And he was like, well, it's dirty in there. I was like, well, you control that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's very, very easy. If you need help cleaning your room, I'm, I'm here. You can ask me, I will come help you, you know, but it, it's it, you know, trying to get over some of those lingering issues that you know that, that they have and uh even for you know people out there with their own kids you know they're gonna have those kind of problems too they're gonna at some point they're gonna think oh well i can ask this adult to help me out and guess what they will you know mm-hmm. yep definitely <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing to add on we're that not, one. We're not, we're not elaborating because um, it's a, it's a, that's like a, that's like a big thing in the respectful community. So like one of the, okay, respectful parenting community. So, so one of the things that we advocate for is to only hold limits for things that you can control. Yeah. And you can't actually control what someone says. You can't control whether or not they clean their room. You can't, there's certain things, unless you are like physically moving their body, right? You you yeah. can't control it. So um, I am very careful about how I use my words and the limits I put on my kids. And if I put a limit on my kid, I make sure that that limit is something I can actually control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's usually yeah. something like, I won't let you do that. And I physically will stop them and make it impossible for them to do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with my uh, four-year-old, she wants to help out and cook and everything. It's like, no, but you're not going to handle the stove. I'm going to do that. <laughs> you can but stand here and observe. four-year-olds can cook. Actually, yes, can. Um, Barbara gets... It depends, though. I mean, it really depends on the kid. You, you know your child best. Uh, my, yeah. my two-year-old now, he um, um, shortly after he turned one, he really wanted to help out in the kitchen. And he can crack eggs and I bring him over to the stove and I, I showed him where it was really hot and he's very careful about like stirring the pot without touching anything. And he's even burnt himself a couple times. And I did the same with my kids, right? Where they accidentally touch the side of the pan and they cry, but they move their hand away quickly and they cry and they learn. 
And I think you get to know like your kid and what they're capable of and, and, and everything and whether or not you even want. So I think a huge thing is whether or not you can, um, like, do like, you have the do patience, you have for, the patience it? for it? Are you, will you get frustrated if they're not stirring it quite right? Yeah. And if you will lose your patience, do not do yes, it. You but if you can show patience and allow them to make the mistakes, then, um, I think that's actually a valuable learning experience for yeah. them. Now my one-year-old, she's a little over one now. She she's about the age where Heron, my my um, son, uh, was starting to help in the kitchen, and I tried a couple times. And she's a little bit more. Uh, she wants to do her own thing, and she's interested. But I I mean she'll grab the hot thing and try and like slap it into your face. And I've tried that a couple times, and I realized that maybe I need to wait a few more months before trying to to do this part of the right. cooking again. So it's. You know, it, it is different for every kid is different and yes. we're, we're all different in what we're willing to tolerate. too. All kids so. are different and all parents are different. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I did detect a little hint of uh, stoicism there. You can't control what others do. You can only control how you react to it. So was uh, Marcus Aurelius a, uh, a little bit of a uh, an inspiration with some of this or was that just a happenstance? Wait, who? Happenstance, uh, honestly. I, I, I have not. Um, Marcus Aurelius. Um, I don't know who that is. Yeah, philosopher. He was a uh, like, Roman yeah. Caesar who uh, kind of created yeah. Stoicism. Yeah, he was one of the Stoics. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I just learned that through um, respectful parenting <laughs> and being able to, like, communicate our needs. So, like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of this is probably rooted in a lot of, a lot of like historical, I mean, it all comes around eventually. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So give an example of, sense. yeah, give an example of what Marcus Aurelius did, you know, because you're, you know, the Roman emperor, you can literally put a large boulder in the middle, middle of a city street and just observe to see how the people move the boulder out of the way. You know, you're not going to help them. You're just going to watch and see how they do it. Watch them do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, no, I, I yeah. love the Stoics. It's, it's one of those things where you, you try to teach the 12-year-old that. I was like, I, I understand you're getting upset at your video game right now, but it is a video game. <laughs> Can't let it control <laughs> all of you right now. If you need to take a break, take a break. But if not, yes, I can't have you screaming the four-letter word <laughs> across the house while, while I'm Why talking not? to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I know I do. So, uh, yeah, the kids, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> they do what we do. <laughs> yes, they yes. are little mirrors sometimes. And you, sometimes you see that they do something and you're just like, oh, yeah, I did that a month ago. Oops. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. we can't get mad at them because they're emulating us and learning. Yeah. Yep. Very true. Very so true. yeah, that's my big thing is if you don't want to see your child do it, don't do it yourself. Because well, all we could change is ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we only have control over ourselves. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Back to back to stoicism. Back and Marcus to there we go. We're gonna keep going back. Dude, to how did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, I I don't I didn't really know that. I just I I I'm not even really that familiar with Marcus yeah. Aurelius. I just know. Okay. Yeah, Barbara yeah. is the more well read uh, person in our family. I just kind of like I'm an idiot and. Like, yeah, no, I am. I just like live life and observe and go, I think this is the way it works. And then you're always like, there's a book about that. I'm like, really? Oh my God. I didn't know. There's a lot of books out there. Yeah. Wait, no, humans that came before me figured stuff out? Yes. And they left this no, knowledge for me to learn? These pages. Like, you were always much better at school too. Like I'm dyslexic and have ADHD and 
Our, our parents never admitted that because it was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. So like uh, mm-hmm. school, I reject school. I hated school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I definitely learned better through, um, you know, trial and error. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Hopefully you learn through trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some folks out in this world, you know, it's like you did this yesterday and it didn't work yesterday. Why are you doing it again? You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Although it's better. I'm talking to you, you voters. All right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It's a, it, it, it would be better if more people learned uh, through books because then you wouldn't have to keep making the same mistakes. Right. Very true. Very true. So I'm, I'm the, I make the same mistakes. No. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have frequent bouts of uh, insomnia. So a lot of times I will be looking stuff up while I'm awake yeah, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, your husband came through in a clutch again right there. Oh. <laughs> Good old Wyatt. I'm going to have to make him the other uh, co-host going forward because he, he's got stuff. He's going to be my young Jamie. <laughs> yeah, Meditations. That That's the book. That's the book to read. So, yeah. Um, so I see Rogue frequent, is here. Yeah, we got Rogue Sorry, Liberty Pods here. Masha came back in, I guess. So. Sweet. Yeah, I've been seeing the numbers go up and down, so I don't I don't have complete uh, number go up technology just yet. So, still working <laughs> on. <it. laughs> but yeah, so uh, through my uh, little bouts of uh, insomnia, I would just you know just start looking stuff up, start reading stuff that I had lying around, and it, it's amazing what you what you keep up with. And it's like okay, I need to find something that's going to try and bore me back to sleep. So here's this book by Marcus Aurelius. This ought to do it. And then, you know, four hundred pages in, you're like, wait, no, this is great. <laughs> Let me start taking notes in the margin and start highlighting stuff. Yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. So I think that's probably a good place to leave it off with tonight. Uh, Alex and Barbara, why don't you go ahead and drop all your plugs off right here and we'll get everyone to go and check your stuff out. Well, we have a podcast called Parenting Trap. And uh, you can find us on YouTube and all the platforms, right? You do that? All yep. the platforms? Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's the one that does all that stuff. Um, I am trying to start a company, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm been, I haven't been plugging it lately because I just need help with it and I'm ready to quit. So you're ready, ready to quit at any moment? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so we'll just plug the podcast for right now. Yeah, Parenting Trap. You can find us on all the podcaster um, podcatchers and YouTube. And um, uh, you can always email us at questions at parentingtrap.com. If you ever have a specific parenting question or just curious to reach out, uh, don't hesitate. We're we're out here. So yes, well, yeah. That's now you did it because now I have your email address. So be ready. All right, we're ready. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. We welcome right, Alex that. And Thanks for playing along. Glad you guys came on. Thanks, we'll see you around you. the timeline, okay? All right. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right, folks, and there they go. Uh, once I get the uh, show notes updated, they'll all that stuff will be down at the bottom. Uh, anyways, you guys can uh, check out also what I am doing. Uh, I have ended the uh, Patreon, Subscribestar, and uh, prepaid stuff uh, due to lack of interest. Basically, I'm just uh, not quite ready to monetize just yet. So I'll just uh, throw all of the different little uh, locations where you can find the show at as well if you're not watching it live. So anyways, guys, take it easy. We'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Ripple with a Cause. Out.